Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. Of course, I'm Jen, your host, and I am so happy that you have me in your car, in your earbuds, on your phone, wherever you have me, I'm happy to be there. Now, I know (laughs) that it has been a crazy year. And we are all getting ready to walk into, or actually by the time you're listening to this, yeah, we're going to be getting ready to walk into Q4 of 2020. I don't know who else is ready for this year to be over, but I am right there with you. However, the year is not over yet. And I don't want you guys throwing in the towel just yet. We have one more quarter to get ish done. Okay. so. I'm going to be talking about how to organize your life to run your business efficiently. Now, that may seem a little like, what? (laughs) My life and my business are separate. Mm, They're probably not. Here's the thing. All of us have to juggle life and business. And you have heard for years that balancing them is impossible, right? You can't equally hold space for both places. You can't be 50-50 business and life every single day. There's going to be some days where it's 20% business and 80% life or 80% business and 20% life. However, you do want to make sure it feels harmonized. It feels good to you. It feels aligned with you. All of those woo-woo buzzwords that are floating around right now. I still like the word balance, honestly, but I digress. Regardless of if your day has 80% business and 20% life or 20% business and 80% life, you want to make sure that you feel good about that day. Now, this is especially difficult right now because so many of us, our schedules just look different, right? We have kids at home. We're homeschooling kids. You know, their activities that they would normally be involved in may be shut down. So you don't have that extra space. And I'm not even talking about extra space for work. I'm talking about extra space for yourself. I'm in the back end of multiple businesses. And most of my clients have children. They have families. And I have a mix of, you know, parents that decided to homeschool, parents decided to send their children to a different school, all of these different situations and scenarios. However, the common denominator, I think, with everyone right now is that life feels a little bit overwhelming. Whether you are, you know, basically back to normal, like myself, I'm more or less back to my normal schedule these days. And it's been glorious. But there's still that extra 
I don't know what they call it, like pandemic stress that's just kind of sitting on all of us. So what I really want to talk about today is organizing your life so that running your business becomes easier. It becomes lighter. You find more freedom instead of feeling shackled by constantly needing to do the next thing or complete the next task or get back to the next person. Now, I'm not perfect at this. There have definitely been times where, you know, it's been kind of a whirlwind and I will be the first to admit that I am not perfect and I have missed a couple of things, you know, but that's, that's where grace comes in. Okay. But we're not going to talk about grace today. Today we're talking about getting our ish together. All right. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to sit down with a calendar. Now it can be digital. It can be paper. You can literally go and write down, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And I want you to block or write down what a typical day looks like for you. What are you doing Mondays every day? What are you doing Tuesdays every day? What is happening Wednesdays every every day, every week? So for example, I know Monday through Friday, I have to get my son to school by 8 a.m. That's like, that has to happen. That's what's going to happen, period, right? So I know that... If I'm going to build the life that I want, then I need to be up by 5.45 to get the things done that I need to get done, to get him up in time, to get it out of the house in time to make it to there on time because I have like a 45-minute drive into town. So like those time blocks are going to be the same each day of the week. So there's not a whole lot of room there. And then what I did is I used to work, you know, when we were in quarantine, I would get up at five o'clock and I would work until 6.30, 7 o'clock, depending on when my son got up. And I would work in that, in that morning time. I'd try to get stuff knocked down, you know, as soon as, as soon as I woke up. But now I have the time in my office. So it's shifted. Morning is for me and my family. It's for me and my son. We're getting up. I'm packing his lunch because I can't ever seem to get his lunch packed the night before. I'm packing his lunch. I'm making coffee. I'm enjoying a cup of coffee. (laughs) I'm getting the dogs outside. I'm checking on the horses. All of these things are happening in the mornings. So I don't do any work in the mornings. I'm not checking email. I'm not checking Voxer. I'm, you know, scrolling social media. It's just some, it's, I wouldn't call it chill time because I'm busy, but It's my time to just focus on me and my son. However, then things look a little different each day of the week in the office. And I had to figure out what worked well. So right now, if, you know, every Wednesday your child has some type of activity, then put that on the calendar. If every Monday and Tuesday you're leading homeschool, Put that on the calendar. Put all of these consistent time blocks that have to happen, that you know are going to happen. There's no moving them, shifting them, pivoting them. That's not happening. Go ahead and get all of that on the calendar. I gave my examples. You're going to write yours down. And then the next piece are the things that happen often. Like I most likely 
will go grocery shopping after picking my son up from school, either Thursday or Friday. It's just what happens. It's just what I need to do in order to prep the rest of the week. So now you're going to put those things on the calendar. So now you're looking at the white space. You're looking at what's left of your time. And if you're running a business, this can be where things can get a little scary because you think you have more time than you actually do because you weren't accounting for all of the standard appointments or standard events that happen in your day. You're like, well, I have, you know, 12 hours a day, just like everyone else, except you don't because you have to do all of the other things on your calendar. So I want you to take a look at the white space. Leave it alone for a second. Now I want you to write a list of the things that you need to get done. And this needs to be a list of everything. This needs to cover if you meal prep, if you exercise, if you homeschool, if you you know, take, if it's like me, you're having to drive 45 minutes to run a single errand. It should cover, you know, if you know you have consultation calls, you need prep time, any of that kind of thing. You want to write all of those things down. If you have consultation calls, if you have in-person sales meetings, if you have sessions, all of it gets written down. Okay. Editing. So write all of that down. Are you feeling overwhelmed yet? This probably isn't very helpful yet, huh? Okay. Now I want you to look at your white space and I want you to look at the things that you need to have done. Are there things that you can put together? So if on your list of things to do is edit, backup galleries, upload galleries, send emails, that type of thing, then I want you to batch them together. You can circle them. You can highlight them all the same color, whatever you want to do here. Okay. So those tasks are all going to be done together. So then you look at your white space and you and I both know that you're not going to be shooting, you know, doing a session at noon. You're probably not going to be doing a session anywhere between like 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. or 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Okay. So that space, you know, choose an hour or two hour time block to do that batch of tasks. So if it's check emails, you probably want to put that at the beginning of the day. You want to check emails at 10 a.m. Your kids are, you know, sitting down. They should be doing an activity. You can, you know, that's a good time for emails. And this is going to be an everyday task. So that's going to be 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. and then. Let's take a look at editing, right? Because this is something that like photographers are like, well, I've got so much editing to do. So let's take a look at that. What does that look like? So you know you have X number of sessions and it's going to take you roughly this long to edit those sessions. Now, if you're not timing yourself, like running a clock when you're editing, I would recommend you run a clock for editing anywhere between... 10 and 15 sessions, all the same kind of sessions. Don't throw a wedding in the middle of a family portrait because it's going to mess up your numbers. But if you're editing, you know, five, 10 family sessions, then I want you to time yourself on how long each family session takes you and then get the average. 
reason you're going to do that is it's going to give you the opportunity to see how long editing takes you. Okay, so if you have 10 sessions and you know that one session takes an hour, then you know you need to find two hours a day to edit those 10 sessions within a week if that's going to be your turnaround time. Okay, so it's just going to help you plan that type of block better. All right, so take a look at all of your tasks and take a look at your white space. Fill in your white space, not to the brim, but fill in your white space with the tasks and keeping in mind what you can batch together. If you're backing up galleries and uploading galleries, then you know you can back up a gallery while you're editing another gallery. You can check emails while you're backing up a gallery. You know, you can update spreadsheets if you keep spreadsheets while you're, you know, checking emails. You want to batch like tasks with like tasks. Now we can go into like the benefits of that too, where your brain isn't having to do context switching, which is like, you know, you're writing a blog and then you stop and write an email or answer a phone call, like your context switching there. And it's harder for your brain to keep up um, when you do that kind of switching. Okay. So the other benefit to batching your tasks is to keep that context switching from happening. You're able to do one task, move on to the next task, move on to the next task. All right. So now you have your tasks filled in, you have your everyday things filled in. And now I want you to see what white space is available. If you have white space available, make sure that you honor this white space. First of all, it's nice to have white space in your calendar so that you know if something were to happen, like you forgot about a session. I've had that happen before. Or you have an upset upset client and you need to do, you know, edits at a quicker turnaround. I've had that happen before. Any of those scenarios, you have the space to complete them. So having that white space should stay there. You don't want to fill it in with, um, with other tasks. Okay. Now, if you're looking at this and you're like, Jen, I have no white space at all. I get up at, you know, six o'clock, I've got my kids, we're doing the homeschooling thing, and I'm not stopping until nine or 10 o'clock at night if I'm lucky, and there's no space. Okay, then what I want you to do is I want, to ta- I want you to take a look at this, and I want you to ask yourself, are, is there anything in there that's negotiable, Okay. Is there anything in there that you've put there that just does not need to happen right now? Okay. A good example of this is if you've added in meal prepping or cleaning or laundry or any of those things, like, can you take a look at that and outsource it? Can someone else do those things and, you know, give you that white space? I know personally for me, I'm working on my health and I do not like cooking. I don't like cooking. I, it's just not something that I enjoy. I'm not, you know, whatever. So I'm actually outsourcing my lunches. <laughs> I've hired a local company or I've signed up for a local company who does meal prepping and they make the meals for you and they're good all week. And I have lunches Monday through Friday. It's great. I'm so excited. You know, so look at stuff like that. Is 
is that going to give you time back where you can kind of just like woosah, right? So look at what you can outsource. Look at what you can get rid of. Is there anything on the schedule that you can X out, even if it's temporarily? And I'm not talking about getting rid of your Pilates class or your gym or, you know, your nail appointment. Those are things that that you do to take care of you. I'm talking about something like driving your son to soccer practice. Is it something that you can arrange a carpool where, you know, a couple times a month, you're not having to make that drive? Can he go with someone else? Can your spouse take him? Can your significant other take him? Can you do a carpool? You know, those types of options. You want to look at your calendar and really start thinking outside of the box so that you can get some white space there, okay? Hey guys, I am so excited. I'm getting ready to put on my first masterclass for up-leveling your client experience. What does that mean? I mean, I'm going to be giving you the blueprint to setting your clients up for an incredible experience with your business. Yep, that's right. I'm going to be talking about how to organize your week so that you know what you need to do every single day when you walk into your office and also blow your client's socks off with the experience they're getting from you. This class is going to be happening November 9th at 6 p.m. live. And I'm not talking fake live. I'm talking live live, real live with me, Jen, your host. I really hope to see you guys there. I'm so stoked about this. It is going to be $27 to sign up. And you can start reserving your spot right now. Head on over to the show notes, grab that link, sign up, and we will see you soon. The next thing is you want to use a planner that works for you. All right. Now, this is going to look different for everyone. And I am a huge fan, huge fan of color coordinating your calendar. If you look on my calendar right now, you'll be able to see my family stuff is in pink or purple or like some fun color that I like. My business stuff is in purple. My phone calls are in orange. And then everyday tasks that need to happen are in like a light blue. And those are typically like, hey, check everybody's inbox. That's your job. It's those situations, okay? I want you to do the same thing. And I want you to create a color for each task, for each block. So if you're going to edit at 11 a.m. every Tuesday and Thursday, then that color needs to be yellow. And then if you're going to meal prep from, I don't know, nine to noon every Sunday, then make that green. If your son has soccer practice every Wednesday, make that blue so that when you look at your calendar, you're seeing at a snapshot what you have going on and you know, okay, blue's family, green is, you know, taking care of myself, being healthy, orange are my consultation calls for this week. The other thing that I really like about that is I know when I look at my calendar and I see a bunch of orange and that's all of my calls, I know I need to rework my calendar so that I'm blocked 
for the rest of the week so no one can schedule any more calls with me because I know that that's something that drains me. So that's the benefit of using, you know, time blocking and colors to coordinate your schedule. Now, I know (laughs) you're probably sitting here like, I have done this before, Jen, and I'm stick with it for all of three weeks and then it gets thrown in the trash. Here's where I really like digital planners. And hear me out, I have been a paper planner person for my entire life until almost exactly one year ago when I found Artful Agenda. Artful Agenda allows you to auto-populate your events. So like I mentioned earlier, I know I have to get my son to school by eight Monday through Friday. There isn't any, I'm not having to rewrite this every day. It's automatically in my calendar every day, out the door and get Davy to school. Because my Dubsado is synced to my Gmail, which is synced to my Artful Agenda, the calls that I have scheduled automatically go onto my Artful Agenda. If I schedule something with someone else, I can add it to my Google Calendar, which is right in my email where I'm at anyway, and it gets added to my Artful Agenda. So that is the calendar that I really, really like to use. The benefits of Artful Agenda over Google Calendar, and I'm not knocking Google Calendar. You can 100% use it. And then the other thing that I really like about Artful Agenda is the list feature. Um, You can go into Artful Agenda and I create grocery lists. That's how I manage my bills. It's where I take notes for client calls. All of these different things are managed in Artful Agenda. And the really cool thing is if I write a to-do list in the list section of my Artful Agenda, then I can automatically move it over to my priorities tab on my day view so I know what I need to focus on that day, which is really nice. So that is my recommendation. That's my favorite planner. It works really, really well for me. And it's what I recommend to everybody. However, my whole point in everything that we talk about here is you want to find what works for you. If you would prefer to use something like Plum Paper or Erin Condren, I know there's, I mean, a myriad of calendars out there to choose from then have at it. If you're going to use it, then use it. Use the one that you know that you'll implement. I just like digital now because my entire life is digital, I feel like. So that is what to keep in mind. Now, we've talked about blocking. We've talked about batching. We've talked about, you know, setting up your calendar with your time blocks and and that kind of thing. Here's the next thing I want to touch on and we're actually going to end with because when I hear other people talk about like productivity in this way with blocking and batching and all of the things, I think one thing that's often not mentioned or it's skipped over, uh, whatever the case may be, is energy. When you look at your week, when you look at your days, You need to take into consideration your energy. I know for me personally, I am my best in between about 6 a.m. to about 1. That is when I am cranking on all cylinders. It's when I'm at my most, the like my highest natural energy. 
I can, I think on my feet, I can strategize like nobody's business. That is my optimal work time. Okay. So knowing that I make sure that I really make an effort to schedule any type of call in between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. When I get on a call with somebody, a lot of the times we're strategizing or we're going through a system and I want my brain to be like on, okay? So I know if you go to schedule a call with me today, you're only going to be able to book between like 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. That's when I'm I'm at my best. That also means that if I'm going to be working on a system setup or a marketing strategy, I'm going to want to get that done in the morning. When I'm, you know, again, I'm creaking on all cylinders. I know what needs to be done. I also know that Monday, I'm really well energized. I'm coming off of a good weekend. I have weekends where I have personal time to myself now. I've hired a sitter to come out once a weekend on the weekends that my husband's gone so that I still get some time for just me. So Mondays, I'm coming in refreshed, I'm pumped, I'm excited. So I actually leave that time strictly for implementation. I really, really try to not have any kind of calls on Mondays. I know that I'm pumped, I'm ready to get into work. I want to, you know, kick off the week right. I'm checking in with clients, getting their priorities. It really allows me the space that I need to kick off the week strong instead of feeling like I'm buried under calls. So that's the other thing is I love connecting with my clients, but calls I know take a lot out of me. I know it's more difficult for me to bounce into work, like implementation work after a call than it is for me to just have a day of implementation. So that's something I have to keep in mind. So I have stopped taking calls on Mondays and Fridays. I like to start my week really strong and I like to end my week being able to wrap up the things that need to get wrapped up without getting interrupted with client calls. So then the rest of my energy is pretty stable. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I feel good. I'm excited to get things rolling. I don't really have a midweek slump. But I do know that after, you know, two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to hit a slump with my energy. And that means that I need to have anything like major on my to-do list completed before then. So I want you to keep that in mind when you are looking at your calendar, when you're planning out your blocks, where does your energy lie? Are you a night owl? Do you need to plan the items that need your best in the evening after the kids go to bed. I have friends that are like this. I don't know how y'all are like that (laughs) because I am knocked out by like nine o'clock. But if that's your prime time, then shift your day where that's your working hours. And, you know, you sleep, if you have the ability, you know, you can sleep until eight o'clock or nine o'clock. I have a business acquaintance that this was a struggle of hers uh, a while ago where she was just like, I don't understand 
how people get up at like five and 6 a.m. and they feel like, you know, everything I've read to be productive is you should be a morning person. And I'm just not, I'm just prefer to work at night. And I'm just like, do what works for you. That's why we have our own business. That's why we run our own schedules. It's so that we have the freedom of our time. If working it from 6 p.m. to midnight is your peak time, is your best time, then work then. And don't put the pressure on yourself. So keep that in mind when you're looking at your schedule and make sure that you are creating a calendar that encourages you to work with your natural energy, okay? So that's something to keep in mind as you're going through all of this. So just a quick recap. (laughs) I want you to sit down and figure out what your day-to-day looks like, what doesn't change, what is pretty steady but changes sometimes, and then what are the things that need to happen that don't have specific days right now. Then I want you to batch those tasks, figure out what tasks can go together, and I want you to block your time so that you can complete those tasks, you know, efficiently and you can see more time in your schedule, okay? It's going to be so much easier for you to manage your business along with your life when you know what to expect walking into your work day. Now, it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies off the start, okay? There's going to be things that you're going to have to adjust to for the time being. You're going to, you know, you may need to edit late at night or you may need to edit, you know, early in the morning when it's not necessarily on your calendar in order to get caught up. But my desire for you is that you have this base, this ideal week for yourself, for your business, for your life, and you can begin working towards that. If that means you want to make yourself a priority, then make sure that every, you know, Saturday at 8 a.m., you're able to do something for yourself or if that looks like you want to up-level your client experience, then make sure that every day at 10 a.m. you're checking emails and getting back to clients. It's all of those little things. It's that one step of improving that's going to make your life and your business better in the long run. It doesn't need to be an overhaul overnight. It just needs to be a little bit better today. Okay. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. As always, we are um, getting ready to launch our first masterclass for how to up-level your client experience in 30 days or less. I'm super stoked about that. If you guys are interested in joining me, head over to the show notes and we have the link to sign up for the wait list. I hope you guys have a great day and we will chat with you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast? 
I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.